This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks show number 312, recorded on June 1st, 2017. Here in Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets. We reviews, product updates, and conversation all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average TV studios here in a beautiful Bellevue, Nebraska. I know, Mike, we've been complaining about rain, but man, this weekend, Memorial Day, four days on the deck. Mike, I hope you enjoyed your Memorial Day weekend. Did you? Couldn't have been any more perfect. Yes, we spent it all outside hanging out with people, and it was just gorgeous. Yeah, it's awesome. Like Nebraska, when the weather is good, which is like three days a year, um, it's the best. Like you just have fabulous. You, just, you have to get outside and enjoy it because it's, it's not too be hot, hot, right? No, it's yeah. going to get hot and buggy. We call it bugga Yeah, and uh, it it's just going to be nuts. But Memorial Day weekend was beautiful here, and of course, we post a show with world class show notes. And we're going to have some good ones uh, tonight out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Don't forget, you can also download the mobile app. It's free and available for you. Thanks, Spreaker and LastPass for their sponsorship of the mobile. It's, to be honest, it's really LastPass who pays the bills on that one. But Spreaker makes it pretty darn affordable. And so if you haven't uh, downloaded the mobile app, many of you have. But if you haven't done that, HomeGadgetGeeks.com and get that downloaded. Just a reminder, we're commercial-free on YouTube in a really weird situation tonight. So I have a live YouTube channel. So... I have the one that if you're a follower, I have a thousand subscribers, thousand ten now, I think, on my YouTube channel. But I had opened one for the network, oh man, two or three years ago that just did the live stuff. So if you ever wanted to catch the live video, I had a completely separate channel for that. And and I had 20 subscribers and you know, those videos got 30 or 40 views, so to speak. But it was nice to keep them separated. And uh, so tonight when I went to log in, it was gone. Uh, they had shut it off, shut it down, said this weird branding error. Like you can't, the, you know, your account's been removed for a branding error or something like that. It was really, really weird. And YouTube's been doing some strange things of late. And, you know, something is afoot at the Circle K, if you know that <laughs> reference. And so I, I do not know what's going on, but uh, really, really weird. We are so we're we're broadcasting live now into the regular channel, and that's fine. The numbers will all add up, but some weird things going on at YouTube. We're commercial free both on YouTube now and on Spreaker. And so if you if you listen to those two channels, you can get all our content commercial free. Don't forget then if you want to, if you want to support the show, hit the Patreon link. The average guy.tv, look in the right hand corner. There's the Patreon link, there's the Amazon affiliate link, which supports the tech scholarship fund. Either one of those, if you want to support the show that uh that's awesome and we appreciate what you do all right we've got a great show we're going to talk a bunch about google uh tonight but before we get to that we're going to meet mark prokop if you mark was on the post show back when emily came on to do we did clickety clack keyboards and oh emily's going to kill me for not knowing the second thing that we did i can't remember (laughs) on the fly but it was super awesome and i got a chance to listen to her redo those on on the the story behind podcast that she does, but Mark is the other half of that and is the nerd behind the scenes that makes stuff go. He is the home gadget geek. Yes. For the program family. Mark, welcome to home gadget geeks. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. Tell us, Mark, what do you, what do you do? Tell us what you can tell us what you can about your uh, job and some of the fun stuff that you do. Well, I am an online producer for um, Hearst, Connecticut media. And I run the homepages for our five daily newspapers in Connecticut. 
Um, the it doesn't matter which ones, but the Connecticut Post is the main one. So ctpost.com. Um, I'm actually on uh, paternity leave right now, which is cool. Um, taking care of Cameron, our our newborn son, and yeah, congratulations on that, by the way. Yeah, thanks. N- nice job. I know you didn't do any of the work, but nice yeah, job. well. <laughs> You know, a little bit. Kick things off. Yeah, <laughs> kick things off. It's a good way to yep. put it. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Right on. And you're a musician as well. You got a band. We, we yeah, heard a little bit see, about it from Emily the last time you were on. You can see my drums in the background. Uh, our band's called And Robots. We actually have an EP, um, and And Robot and hyphen Robots dot com. Um, so you could listen to that, but I doubt that anybody will. We've made two cents off Spotify, Ooh. so that's very exciting. Big deal. Hey. Um, it's probably from us streaming it and then Spotify paid us, but you know, I'll take the 1.9 cents of royalties that we've made so far. So it's going to be a tough one to split with your, uh, with your bandmates there. Yeah. Yeah. Since I, I paid to put it up, I'm taking the 1.9 cents. <laughs> right. Right. You're taking the profit yep. on that one. How, how would folks, if they did want to listen to the music, what's the, what's the easiest way to listen to it? Uh, our Bandcamp, which is and hyphen robots, uh, yeah, that's the um, that's that's the main way. Um, people have bought the album. I think my mom, um, and then like somebody else. So uh, it's like five songs. Um, I think they're actually pretty good. Uh, you know, uh, they're, they're like they're you know they're rock. They're like post grunge. I think somebody called it. Um, I don't know what the label is, but yeah, it's, do you have it's a label? Fine. I mean, if I played your music in a podcast would i have permission to do that or uh yeah go for it i don't care uh we're not gonna label that's gonna no 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 the um uh there we're technically distributed by DistroKid, which is an online distribution service where you pay 20 bucks a year and then you could submit you know an unlimited number of uh songs albums whatever to all of the music services out there so like if you look on spotify it's on there uh, it's on Google Play Music. It's on like Amazon. It's on iTunes. It's on all that stuff. So, so they, they don't they don't carry in any inherent rights where you you can't. Uh, no, they're they're on YouTube as well, and um, there's an actual service that you can pay for that I did not pay for, where they will monitor YouTube and they'll be like, you know, this is on here, and you'll get a cut of the advertising. But I'm just like. You know, if I'm if I'm making two cents from Spotify, I'm not going to worry about that too much. Randy Cantrell says he'll do an entire show using your music. So sure, go for sure it, Randy. Make sure he'll do that too. So Randy's good in his shows. He's good about that. So if you haven't, if he hears the music, he might not do it. But <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, it's great. It's always great to have aspiring musicians and, uh, and you know, you do it because you love to do it, right? You guys get together and play because you love to do that. We're, you know, it's a similar podcast here, right? You know, I was looking at our numbers the other day and we're somewhere between a thousand and fifteen hundred and it's pretty much stayed that way for the last couple of years. We, I think I have the best audience in town and it's a ton of fun to get together on Thursday nights and chat about technology. So that's for us. We play, I'm sure for you guys in the band, very similar. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we get together, we're practicing, we're going to do like some live performances and things oh, like cool. that and uh yeah, it should be it should be cool. Well, keep at it. You might hit that, you might hit a thread and get popular and you know, you never know. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. I I'm a little pessimistic, but uh it's definitely fun. 
sometimes it's not about ability. It's about availability. And so you just yeah. got to be there when the moment hits. So yeah. and then sometimes it's just about nothing. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yes. You never know. Yeah. You just never know when things are going to hit. I can guarantee you, though, if you stop playing music, nobody's going to listen to it. So Exactly. You miss um, 100% of the shots you don't take. That's right. That's right. So very good. Well, let's dig into tech. Hey, before we're going to talk about some Google, some the Google Home and the new some of the new device. And Emily reminded me, we had talked about a little bit about this, about AI when she had been on here. So we're going to talk about the, that tonight, Mark. You guys uh, you guys are using the Google device. We're just going to kind of just call it that for the rest of the night so things don't get confused uh, from that standpoint. But before we jump into that, Mike, you had said to me the other day, hey, have you are you using SETI at all? You know, and then so for for folks who don't know, man, I this goes back my roots and this go back to 1997. Well, and I did preface it. I said I know it's old tech. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, interesting. I wonder how many people. Of course, SETI is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. It's a program you could run on your computers. I mean, I remember I was running this. I would go into stores like Nebraska Furniture Mart here. And I would I would install it on all their computers, you know. I would just walk around and install it, and then hide it so you couldn't see it. And I would attach my account to it so I would get credit for it and stuff like nice. that. Nice. And and uh, those were the early days, right? And um, and it was a ton of fun. I don't know if they've ne- if they have ever found anything in the years. So that was twenty years ago, Mike. I'm not sure they've ever found anything with SETI. You had mentioned, though, there's there are some good programs when we think about protein folding and some of those right. cancer ones that we've done. Those those might be worth a little bit more. How are you? How did you set it up? And if you're a listener, I'd love to hear from you if you're actually using some of these. Jim at the average guy TV. But how did you set it up? Mike? Well, yeah. So essentially, just a two second overview for people who haven't heard of it. So it's kind of like distributed computing, right? You can volunteer your unused computing resources. So your computer, if you have one that sits on all day, but you're not using it um, all the time, it can in the background when you're not using it can volunteer your resources to compute things for research projects is pretty much the gist of it. So you install this thing, uh, I think it's called Boink, B-O-I-N-C, it all runs through that now. So you get the manager and this runs on Linux, Mac, Windows, runs on anything. And then you pretty much select the project. So you can select the one we talked about, SETI at home and do that. Or there's a, I mean, there's a bunch of these projects. So if you have a passion for some sort of research, there might be a project for it. And there's also this one called, um, it's actually an IBM project. It's the IBM Worldwide Community no, World Community Grid, sorry. And they research all sorts of childhood cancer and all sorts of diseases, protein folding, things like that. So it's pretty much a program you install. You pick the project that's important to you and you just let it go. So I had the uh, the kangaroo that Jim and I always talk about. I actually took off Windows and put on Linux to play with Ubuntu. And I'm not always on it. I, I want to bring it out and play with it sometimes and try something out. But a lot of times it was just sitting there turned off. So I put it down on the rack fired up um, the world community grid and it's just doing computations there. So it just sits there. And then I was like, Hey, well, I also have Raspberry Pi. It's doing, <laughs> I mean, the, the amount it contributes is very it's little. Great warm. That's, right. that's, that's yeah, what it's, it's all it's doing. So, but <laughs> the reason I did it was it's two very low powered devices. So it's not going to cost me anything extra to have those things on. So you put them in the rack and let them go and you feel good about yourself, right? You feel good that you're contributing to research mm-hmm. because I'm not smart enough to uh, yeah. actually do any research. <laughs> to on do the research. Yeah. To do the research. Yeah. So I'll Mark, let my computer do it. Mark, have you, do you ever do anything like that? Have you, have you contributed in that way? Uh, no, uh, the closest I've ever come to doing any kind of distributed computing was signing up for one of those uh, like Bitcoin 
community things. Yeah, the pools. Trying to get some, yeah, trying to get some Bitcoin out of that. And then I was like, oh, this is too hard and I'm not getting anything. So, um, yeah. And I w- weirdly, like if I stayed on at the time that I did it, I'd probably have like a hundred bucks worth of Bitcoin at this point because it's just soared in, in profitability. Yeah, yeah, no, it has, Mike. And it'll crash again. But we just don't know when that's going to be. So. I really hope not because I just invested a lot of money into it. <laughs> Did you really? More than I'd like to admit, yeah. Oh, so we, we've talked a bunch about Bitcoin on here with with um, with Edward. But uh, yeah, so it, Mike, uh, when you mentioned that to me, it, it's a blast from the past. I have run that several times on PCs here. And then I end up re-imaging them and it goes away and I don't, right. you know, I don't think about it again, but uh, some good stuff out there. I think, um, yeah, I said he may be one of those things that's just fun to do. I'm not sure we're ever going to find anybody. If we do find them, Mark, what did you say that? To yeah. Steve, that they're just going to yeah. kill us anyways, right? Yeah. Stephen Hawking thinks that we should not be searching for extraterrestrial life at all. And he's like the smartest guy in the world. So I want to listen to him. Yeah. Well, there's literally nothing we could do. So say we find them and they're 26 or 50 light years away, even close, right? They're in the next kind of the next nearest. There's nothing like they couldn't, even if we send them a signal, it'd take them forever to get here. And uh, well, they could have teleportation and oh, that's um, soul eating abilities, and (laughs) you know, all of those, all of those. What if you don't have a soul? (laughs) Well, you know, that's a whole different thing. Well, interesting. There's Uh, a joke there that that is not going to be made. We'll (laughs) let that one go. Um, yeah, well, some interesting technology and I, I, you know, who knows if they'll ever find anything, Mike, uh, on the SETI, but, uh, kind of fun. I don't know. I love those kinds of projects and, and, uh, I love to set them up on other people's computer back in the day and just let them run and get, see yeah. how many points you could get and see if you could be a leader. I love, for me, it's not about what it's doing. It's, I want to be on the leaderboard, you know, oh, there you go. I be the guy doing that. So if you're currently doing that or you got a passion around it, love to hear about it. Send me an email, Jim at the average guy.tv. All right. Mark, uh, we have you on because of the Google Home, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about We had John Larson on, oh, I'm going to say, I don't know, three, four, five months ago. John kind of previewed or demoed a little bit of his his Google Home. You know, I'm an Amazon guy, so is Mike, and uh, so we kind of use those. I've been messing more and more with Cortana, um, and so uh, that continues to get better and, and interesting with the upgrades. But Mark, I want to hear a little bit about your infrastructure there. Kind of walk us through what you've got, what you got attached to it, kind of why you did it. Just give us the rundown. Well, uh, I've always wanted like an automated smart home. Like ever since I was a kid, I talked about it. My mom will always remind me every time like she's over and I do something on the Google Home. She's like, oh, yeah, you, you, know, you wanted that ever since you were like 10. Um, and it's really cool that we have this, you know, technology, like, you know, whether it's, you know, the Echo or, you know, Google Home or Cortana or Siri, if you're, you know, really down on your luck and you need to use something. Um, it, it's really cool. That, that, yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> I that didn't, I was you, taking a drink and I almost died. <laughs> I about choked. <laughs> I mean, you know, I just I have this box right here, you know, and she's got a nice little. Uh, skirt on um, and she's like a part of our family now which is super weird and creepy um, but also amazing I mean just the idea that I can ask you know Google to play a song out of nothing and it just knows what I'm talking about or if I ask it to play an album or anything like that like that's really really cool to me um, 
And then all the side benefits of it, like, you know, having the hue lights set up and just being like, okay, you know, I want my lights dimmed and I'll tell it to dim the lights and all those things. And I know uh, Echo does all that stuff as well. Um, but my setup uh, is unique in that I have a lot of like extra things attached to it. And um, one of the things that I do is uh, like right now I'm in my basement and I'm staring at a very large projection screen and you can maybe make out like some of the light from the projector up there. Um, and all of my equipment is down here. So I have my computer hooked up down here and I have a PlayStation four hooked up down here. And then I have a, uh, HDMI four by two switch and the two outputs go through the ceiling to my TV upstairs and then back to uh, the projector. And what I can do with that is I can ask Google Home to switch between the computer, switch between the PlayStation, you know, change the inputs on my TV and like do all of those things um, through uh, a Logitech Harmony um, and a Monoprice uh, HDMI IR repeater which is actually super cool. And it's something that I feel like a lot of people don't um, set those up. They're just like, oh, you know, I'll figure out something with Bluetooth or I'll, you know, run different cables or whatever. But yeah, just this little tiny thing that you plug into your, H your HDMI cable that you're running everywhere um, can do all these different things on different levels. Uh, and so all of that different stuff combined with, uh, IFTTT when I set it up, uh, if this, then that, um, you know, to switch between those different things. And I can have access to, like, my PlayStation 4 upstairs, which is really cool, even though it's down here. Um, yeah, so I have uh, those different things set up. Uh, it can turn on my air conditioner, which I found kind of weird. And that's not even through, that's just, you know, through the IR, which is also pretty cool. So your air conditioner had a remote? Yes. For it. Yeah. So is it one of those like those uh, uh, Mitsubishi units that sit in the it's, wall that has a remote? No, it's like a higher just a window air conditioner. Oh, okay. Um, and sometimes it it like it'll pick up the wrong signal and like if I turn the TV on, it might turn on, and it's <laughs> you know it's it's strange like that, but yeah. it does so work, which is pretty cool. Your four by two HDMI switch also has, I'm guessing, IR on it. That's how you're yes. switching that over. Okay. Yes. What brand yeah, is that so, one? Because I've been looking for a quality one of those that would actually be worthwhile. Uh, it's a View HD uh, Pro four by two. Okay. I have a little yeah. remote right there. Um, yeah, and so I have uh, I have that set up on those two different things, so I can use uh, my computer upstairs when we were editing podcasts or, you know, if I just want to use the computer, like it's pretty cool to not have to like go to an office or something in my house. Right. You know, I just have access to it. If I'm in the basement, if I'm in my living room, uh, I have a bunch of like wireless Logitech keyboards um, and mice so that I can use it upstairs in the living room, just on the couch. And yeah, it's, it's a, I, I really like the setup that I have. Mark, I find a lot with the Amazon, I, I have to repeat myself a ton, right? It just, you know, you're, 
you say the device name and then you say something and it didn't hear you the first time or, you know, some of those things. With uh, Google Home, have you had experience? I mean, you, you got to kind of learn. Is it the same thing as the Echo or you got to kind of have to say the exact phrase and sometimes say it a couple times to get it to respond? Or has it been a little better than that? Uh, interestingly enough, I think Google is a lot better at the natural language recognition. And anything that's like natively through Google, um, the you know, the, the voice recognition and figuring out what you're saying is really, really good. And the times that I actually do have frustrations are when I'm using the IFTTT, that I'm going to call it IFT, uh, the IFT integration. And that has been the main issue because you only have three phrases. So you need to remember what those three phrases are in order to trigger one of those. Gotcha. If it's a native Google command, then you can say it almost any way you want. And it's pretty good at recognizing like what you're trying to say. Do you find, Oh, go ahead, Mike. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, but actually I found that it depends on what device I'm talking to. For some reason, my echo dots have a better understanding rate. I'll call it than the actual echo the big one. So mm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if they improve the microphones just a bit when they created those new devices, but I'm having a little bit uh, better success with those two might also be because in those devices, they're in smaller rooms. So I'm probably a little bit closer to those devices than what I am, but I, I haven't had too many problems with those, but you, I have the same problem with Jim on the echo. For some reason, it's, it's asking me to repeat a lot. And as a random side note with Spotify, she lost the ability to play an album. So if hmm. so for we have this one album that Emmett loves, and my mom was the first one to notice it. She said, Hey, uh, your your echo's not listening to me. I'll ask her to play the whatever the name is album. And it used to work perfectly and now it doesn't work anymore. And she'll play a random out. She goes, her response is, Oh, here's an album you might like every single time. So we've had little hiccups with the with the echo. How does Google work with third party like okay so we learned that with if there's three triggers that don't work very well sometimes what about like spotify or any connected media um i don't actually know uh if spotify integration is even on the google home well, uh, really? what i what i typically use i i just read that that is that's one of the features that they just announced okay um but what we typically use in our house is uh emily will use pandora because she likes you know, the sort of radio stations. Right. Um, but I use Google Play Music. Um, and I've been using that before Google Home. That's just where I've had all my music because that was really the first service. It actually came out around when Amazon Music came out. Um, and that was really the first service where it was just like, yeah, just put all of your music on here and then you can stream it at any point, at any time. And I was just like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I don't have to worry about anything. And then what they ended up doing is they give you a six month trial of either YouTube red or Google play music with buying the Google home. So I signed up for the uh, YouTube red subscription because you get the Google play music subscription, which doesn't really make any sense, but Google does a lot of things that don't make sense like that. <laughs> so like Jim losing his uh, YouTube account. Yeah, tonight. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
I've been using Google Play Music and, you know, the album recognition is like phenomenal and it's really, really, really good. Like it will play like if I say, hey, Google, play Sidewinder by And Robots. Nice little self-promotion there. The album Sidewinder on Google Play Music. And it's taking a second, but there it is. Hey, Google, stop. Hey, Google, stop. There you go. It takes the two. It takes the two yeah. times. Yeah. Well, it's just loud. It's loud. Well, I have it on that's where I have the issue, too. When the music is yeah. playing to get it. But I'm hearing the Google Home is, is sure when music is Say, playing. It's really hard. It, it is the worst of the three at stopping. I mean, I, yeah. I have found my uh, my Amazon devices, if I say, if I call their name, they immediately stop playing the music in most cases to hear me, where I've heard the Google Home is having some challenges with that. Yeah, uh, I think that this is part of the, this is part of the issue. I'm in a different room. It's right in front of me and it's like blaring. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it really is kind of dependent on, you know, if you, you know, you're in the right space for it. Uh, like Emily will sit on the the love seat, which is sort of like at an angle away from it. And then she'll get frustrated trying to give it commands. Whereas if I say the same thing from the couch, which is directly facing towards it, it'll be perfect. Yeah. I think all of them have some work to do on their microphones. You know, they've, been messing yeah. with it, trying different, you know, the the original uh, Amazon device was touted for having all these different microphones at all different kinds of angles and all that other stuff. But I still think they um, they struggle a little bit in that in those kind of scenarios to be heard. So. Oh, look. and also for the record, I want to say that I played my music because I know that you won't get sued. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't for having that. it in the background. I appreciate that. No, we we do appreciate that. But uh, no, good, good, to, good to promote your stuff as well. Yeah. And, and with YouTube, you never know. They've been they've been kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. screwy from that standpoint. Um, Mark, I am a, I'm, an, I'm I don't have one. I've been thinking about buying one. They've been out a while now. The price hasn't really changed. Do I if I was going to get one? Do I get one now or do I wait for the next rev? And have you heard anything um, about about that? Well, they just announced uh, a lot of new features for it. Um, and I have a feeling that they're going to stick with this version of the hardware for a while. Um, because as you know, Amazon has announced like four different versions of the Echo. Like, you know, there's a screen now and then there's, you know, the dot and the original one. Um, I don't know if there's a fourth. And I that, yeah, it's still look. Enough. I was actually going to dog on look. that tonight because I just think it's the stupidest idea, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. It, <laughs> it tells you if your clothes are nice. Yeah, whatever. they're like, here, it's a selfie cam. That's, it's a, it's a yeah. $200 selfie cam. That's all yeah. it is. Uh, so the the price, I think when I bought mine, um, it was $100 instead of $130. Um, so, and they have gone on sale recently to do to be $100 instead of $130. But it's, I have a feeling it's not going to get super cheap unless... Google just abandons it, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I say this as a you know former Google Reader user who was very angry when that was shut down. Yeah. Um, but they're really, really focusing on you know the Google Assistant and you know voice recognition and all of those things. So I have a feeling that it's going to be sticking around for a while. 
Yeah, and I, I need the ecosystem there, right? Because I, I like the dots. I like not paying full price for a smaller form factor where I don't need it. I literally just need the microphone and a very small speaker. Um, mm -hmm. So until they have those smaller ones, I think I'm kind of stuck in this Amazon ecosystem because I really got used to having the main one in the kitchen that has the really nice speaker on it and the smaller ones in the nursery so that I can whisper to it and turn on and off the lights in the nursery when I'm putting Emmett down to sleep, the bedroom and places like that. So I hope that they come out with the same sort of thing like Amazon did with the smaller version. Now, I think Amazon has gone way too far with devices that I don't think are necessary or anyone's going to use, but I would like a smaller form factor model too. That was around 30 to $50. Yeah, I mean, I we've talked about just getting one for the bedroom, um, right. just because that's the problem. Because you need multiple ones, right? You need, yeah. Once you have it in one room, you get used to it, and you want it throughout the entire house. Yeah, I think the the way that we've gotten around that issue is um, the the main thing that we kind of need to do in not the living room is turning on and off the lights because they're all hue lights now. Right. So. Um, what we've done is we've gotten a bunch of these, uh, which are the uh, dimmer switches. Um, and these are like 25 bucks. And you can put them anywhere. Uh, they're just like a little wall plate with uh, some sticky stuff on the back that you just take off and then you put it there and you have a switch and it comes out. So like I can carry it around and, you know, shut off that light and it's really dark now and then like turn that one back on. Um, so, yeah. You know, that's that's the main use that we've gotten out of it. And I mean, if you have the color hue lights, you know that you want to like change them into different colors. And so like we have one in our bedroom now that we just we can hit five times and it'll go through five different levels of light. So and it'll be five different colors and five different scenes and whatever. So, yeah, that that's the main thing. But it would be nice to just be like, you know, I want to listen to some music and, you know, I'll just say it. To that but I, I do think you're getting into an area where it's like you know my other use case is going to be music so i'm going to want the speaker i'm not going right. to want an echo dot so the halfway there which is just like oh i'll just have light switches you know which feels like going backwards but you know well and do you guys works. have android phones or iphone or iPhones? i have an android phone and emily has an iphone so can so, you use OK Google in almost the same way with your phone wherever you're at? And does it connect? Unfortunately, because I'm on a Motorola Moto X, they haven't updated it to have Google Assistant on it yet. So oh, I haven't okay. been able to do it. And I'm very annoyed at that fact because... But would that be a know, possibility? Been, can she connect to your Hue yes. lights on the phone? Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, I can control it with the phone, um, but I don't have the, you know, like the blank Google to turn right. it on, you know, the yeah. wake word. Well, cause we, the, yeah, cause we have the iPhones and our solution before this. And even when we're in other rooms, like in this guest bedroom, I do not have an echo. So I'll use Siri because with HomeKit, she's connected everything the same way the echo is. And I can just use Siri, but you know, it's still not as easy as walk. Like we use it in our bedroom. Just like we lay in bed and we say, turn off all the lights. Cause even the bedroom lights are on hues. So it's, yep. it's that ease factor and siri does not wake up when you tell her to at all she's terrible at it so you actually have to hold the button find your phone and wait wait a minute hold on so <laughs> Uyghur, you're telling me you can't get up for a minute walk <laughs> into the other room 
turn off all the lights and then just walk back. I mean, we've gotten to that point where we've got to turn them off. Well, well I, I'm not saying back. I can't, but why would I? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's he's, not got, a, you know? he's got a good point, though. Like, I mean, you know, we yeah. both have children, right. and, you know, you end up in situations where it's like, I need something to happen right now, and I have a baby in my arms. What can I do? And, like, you know, you can, you can ask the Google Home to do it, and, like, even, you know, like we're exhausted. We just got into bed. You know, he's in the bassinet. It's like, I'm not getting up. I think one of the yeah. first things that I bought for this house when we moved in was a remote control switch for our bedroom lights. So we have a remote for that's on like on Velcro on our nightstand that like turns off the overhead lights in bed. So just so we don't have to get up and go to the switch, which is on the other side of the wall. Right. And we just have an echo in the room. So we just say it the same sort of thing. Right. Exactly. And exactly. The commercial that Amazon has is perfect because I laughed at it until it happened to me. It's the middle of the night. The lights are off. You're not trying to wake up the baby. You're just trying to give it back. It's pacifier. So it falls back asleep and the baby pukes on you and you're in the dark and you say, Alexa, turn on the lights, like turn on the nursery lights and she does. And then you can see and you can clean yourself up. So there's little, little benefits there, especially yep. with the little kiddos. Yeah, no, yeah. the hands the hands free features by far, right? Right. Yeah. Once you get used to them, it. I, I joke about it, but once you get used to them, I mean, I have Sarah. The the, the wife acceptance factor is so high on this thing, and yes. she she is just turning lights on and off all the time. In fact, we bought a new. Um, so when my son moved out. He took. He had this really nice couch lamp. We called it. You know, it's upward facing lamp, and then it had a downward facing reading lamp, and I put hues in both of them and we could control both of them. But when he moved out, he took it with him. We bought a new one. Well, she bought the wrong one and it, it had one of those small lights, you know, for the reading lamp, it was the small ones. And of course this is the bulb for it. This is the yep. bulb for it right here. It doesn't fit in that. And so it's sitting on my desk being unused. Here, Jim, I'll, I will ship you. Actually, I'm going to bring you. I have them right here. There, I, have I have a, a pack of the adapters that I oh. bought for all of our uh, chandeliers because our chan all of our Wait, like, seriously dude yeah. oh that's you incredible are, you're a magic man yeah so they literally go from big they? to little I just ordered a pack of them is this what you're talking about the, the, yeah. like, the little ones yeah yeah so you just oh, do wow. I have them in all of my fans because all of my fans have hue lights but all the fans were these candelabra size so I just bought a pack of them on Amazon holy crap that changes my whole world. Oh, it changed, yeah. There you go. I didn't See? even know that existed. Yeah, they're awesome. And they're super cheap. I mean, you shouldn't pay more than like 20 cents per adapter or something like I that. I will even come out and pick one of those up from you. I'll just drop them off to you down at a Gallup or something. Yeah, that'd be great. When I bring you your uh, audio device that I've had for three years. <laughs> there is another solution. Um, uh, is this is this like a plug-in lamp? Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. It's a plug-in, yeah. Uh, it's, a floor, it, it's a floor lamp. Yeah. One of, one of the things that... Um, I have is uh, their Wemo switches, mm. and they're like uh, twenty five bucks or thirty five bucks or something like that. Uh, and you just plug anything into them, and then they work with Alexa and they work with Google Home, um, and they just integrate like a Hue light. Um, so you can go into you can go into any of the different. Like, like, hey, you know, turn on this light. And we had a couple of those set up. Like, I have um, those IKEA, like, light strips that are all the different colors. I have one of them on my uh, stepdaughter's bed. And I had it plugged into that. And, you know, it's just like, hey, turn on Layla's lights. And then, you know, they'll turn on. Um, 
Yeah. Also so, great for Christmas know, trees. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And they have timers on them and like all that. Right. Too. Yeah. Chris, the Christmas tree scenario is by far the best. Like if okay. you're ever going to get into home automation, you're going to do this. Start with the Christmas tree because that's one of those things that, you know, you got to reach behind. It's always the plugs mm-hmm. never in a great spot, you know, yada, yada, yada. So that is, Mike, I just redeployed. We I installed some new LED lighting down here in the basement and I just redeployed the Christmas tree switch because mm-hmm. I think that's the easiest way to do a Christmas tree. Uh, retrofit it with a with a plug in with an outlet. So that came down here. And so now all the basement lights are on are set on that. And you can just tell it, hey turn all the basement lights on and they turn on. Now I, I need to rename some things because it turns everything on, including the studio lights. And then I have to tell it to turn the studio lights off. So I got some work. I've got a little bit of work to do to get that um, just right. But yeah, those little switches and they're, you know, it's, it's, it's still a little pricey Mark, you know, 35 yeah. bucks for a outlet. Now they're coming down and you can find them for 20 and it'll, it'll probably get down. I imagine it'll be in the 10 range when we get to the cheapest forms. Uh, of those, but you know, that's still a little pricey. So how, mu- how much is a hue bulb? I think they're down 50. They vary. Yeah. If you want just 15. white, you can get them anywhere between 14 and 19. I think is yeah. usually the, yeah. You, yeah you know. I, I was just making that point right there. Yeah. You know? No, right on. Yeah. So the light I, that will burn out in a few years costs you 19, whereas the switch or something like that. Yeah. Ooh, was it, um, was it Kevin that was talking about? He did the actual switches in his wall. I think it's, he did. Yeah, and He's in the you chat. know what? He can verify, but he talks about the difficulty. He talked about the difficulty of installing them, the electrician, the cost. But when you think about it, if you know it's a home you're going to stay in for a while. Now that said, I have not had a hue light burn out on me yet. So I don't know how long I've had my no, it's one, early. maybe two and a half years. Yeah, it's yeah, too they're early. yeah, Those they're LEDs. I mean, they're, they're LED lights. They're going to last for a really, really long. At time. least ten. Right. Depending on usage, you, you think you're yeah. going to get 10, probably 10 out of those. Although I'm starting to replace, uh, we, you know, we went through and did all fluorescent, you know, compact fluorescent years ago because, you know, they were better than incandescent at the time. That's what we had. They're all starting to go right now. I mean, I, I, I can't tell you how many of those I've got stacked up ready to go to the recycle um, because you don't want to throw those in the trash. But but uh, so they're starting and, and I'm, I'm holding off because I don't want to put too many bulbs in this place at this point because we know we'll probably be out of here in a year or so so i've been kind of i've been kind of holding off and if i have to replace the light i've been putting led in its place but i haven't been necessarily doing every single light um that way mark the google home uh just recently and i I don't know when one of its big knocks was that it would only support one account at a time and and i think they've updated the the software to allow multiple can you talk a little bit about that? Have you done that yet? Uh, they have. Uh, I haven't uh, actually enabled it. Um, the only the only reason um, that we would want that is for like different traffic notifications. Yep. yep. Or shopping um, lists or yes, to do yes. lists would is another one you want to. Well, that's that's the issue. So you guys, I'm sure on Alexa have those. Uh, we have the shopping list, but it's a shared shopping list. So right. obviously we're both trying to get the different things. Um, and that was on Google Keep for a while. And they just moved it to Google Express, which is their way of getting you to pay Google to send you stuff. Oh, and she heard me. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. yeah. Yeah. So um, 
as those features come out, which is one of the things they just announced that you'll be able to do uh, reminders and, um, you know, uh, calendar things and things like that, uh, that will be something that we will want to, you know, have another account. Um, but right now we just kept it on the one person because I actually read on Reddit, uh, somebody said that they enabled it and they said that it took a lot longer for it to figure out who was talking. Um, and then I never got a chance to test it because, you know, we had a baby. So I was just like, okay, yeah, I'm not going to bother with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's the key, right? Is this is something where Amazon doesn't do at all, which is recognize who's talking. Exactly. And, and I think that's got to be the next level, right? When we think about, all right, how do they make these things really useful? Well, I can tell the difference between me because you mentioned there's, you know, the traffic alerts, which, you know, uh, this this is another area where I think it could be really helpful is if it would alert me to, uh, hey, I, the the regular route you go to is all jammed up at the moment. You yes. might want to you might want to think about something different and I need that in alert. I'll see it. Uh, I don't want to ask every morning. I'll forget. You know, yeah. I, I yeah. So so that's what uh, that's one of the features that they just announced. Um, there will be a little light that'll blink on the Google home and then you'll say, you know, the wake word and what's up. And then it'll tell you whatever the information is. Um, I don't know if you guys have used Google now. I don't know if you have Android phones I or, uh, you know, how all of those things pop up on your phone. Right. And like, you have that whole screen that has all those things. That'll be a more limited version of it, but it'll be audio and it'll be like, you know, this is information you need to know about. Like, you know, they always use the example of if your flight is delayed or right. whatever. Um, and they're really, really good at giving you flight information for people that, like, I never fly anywhere. So <laughs> it's just like, yeah, that that's great. Like, uh, you know, is, is my drive to work going to be bad? And, you know, to, to be fair, like, that's that's the other main thing that they're working on. I would love that though, because I travel every month. Usually, I've been on a weird stint at home, but usually I'm traveling every Monday uh, on a plane, and so that would be fantastic for me to kind of be waking up. It's early because a lot of times it is delayed, or and I don't know about it yet, and I could I could use an extra twenty minutes at home, or you know, if if I knew about it early enough. So that'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think it just need, we we need to figure that experience out because we're already overloaded in the notifications. So if it sends yes. a notification to my phone, I'm already overloaded. Now again, I know I can like I, my issue is I know I can start shutting some of those notifications off, but I don't want to. Like I'm like oh, I don't I might miss something. Like I I like <laughs> the news notifications. I like knowing when you know today one of the listeners and be a ping me on Patreon. And I almost never get a note on Patreon, but I was appreciative that I got this Patreon note, you know, notification on it, but I get a lot of notifications. So Mike, a flight being delayed or my traffic being laid almost needs to come in a second level of notifications. And I, yeah, I kind of want the thing to ask me. So I want it to sense I'm awake. I want it to know that I have a flight coming up in the next two hours. Right. And I want it to say, Hey, Jim, do you want information on your flight? Because we have an update. That's what I wanted to do. Like for, for those kinds of really that second tier of notifications. That's right. what I want. Yeah. And that, that feature is what this is. It's going to be, you know, that light where it's like flashing at you and it's like, okay, yeah, this is information you need to know. 
Yeah, but and, Mark, I don't even want a light flashing. I want it yeah. to track me down. Like I want it to know <laughs> I'm in the room and say, Jim, hey, I have an update for you on your flight. That's today. It, it should be able, I think that's where we need to go for those really, you know, and, and maybe I enable it for the really important things like, cause everything else I don't need, but I want traffic, severe weather and flight information. Right. And you know, that would be really helpful if it was proactive with me. And this is like where you said, it needs to know I'm in the room. So it needs to know I've walked in, I've gotten home. There's proximity things we could do with that today. You know? Yeah. And there are, um, I, I would not be surprised and, you know, I'm going out a, a little bit on a limb here, but if there were an, uh, like an IFTTT, uh, integration that you could actually use, um, because there are proximity notifications that you can set up and, you know, if you get a certain trigger for it, you know, it can give you a specific notification and yeah. obviously you know it's a third party and so it's not going to be as good as just being like you know google telling you hey you know your flight's delayed um but there are there are a number of things where i was like huh like if i really wanted to put the effort in i could set up some really really cool stuff and i think like the 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 one that i always tell people about is uh my porch light turns on at sunset and it just knows when sunset is in an, you know, there's an if for that. And then it just, it's like, okay, yeah, my porch light is always on and I never have to worry about it. And it's never like on before it's dark. It's always on when it's dark. So, you know, that's a really, really cool thing. And, you know, just even little things like that. Uh, I think all of this home automation stuff just boils down to, we can do this stuff on our phones, but you don't do it on your phone. Ha removing that one step of pulling it out of your pocket, finding the app that you want, and just turning it into, you know, let me say this, and then it'll do it. Um, I think that's really the the innovation of these, you know, Google Home and Alexa. Mm -hmm. And people don't really understand that until they actually use it, because we had like a to-do list or like a grocery list that was on our fridge. And it's like, okay, yeah, we need milk. And it's like, okay, we're at the grocery store. Did we take a picture of the grocery list? And then it's like, okay, well, you know, we could do a shared note on Google Keep or whatever, but are you going to remember to write stuff in there? And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah, you were just going to tell Google, like, hey, you know, we need milk. And then it's just with us all the time. Mm -hmm. And that's that one step that you take out is the biggest thing. And people mm -hmm. don't really get it. Well, you know, if your our phones know where we're at and what we're doing all the time, like it, 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 I don't think if for most people, most security crazy people have all this shut off, but most of us, it's on by default. It's listening to us. It knows where we're at, knows what we're doing. It's got some idea of where it's at. And yet that information gets used for, for other purposes when it could be used for, for really good for, you know, for some of these services from a present standpoint, like Hey, if I'm in my house and my phone is here, I'm here. Yeah. Like I should, you know, and why can't it ring? You know, I've got a couple of these Amazon devices around the house. Why can't it just broadcast on all? If it can't figure out where I'm at, why can't it broadcast on all of them and ask for me? Hey, Jim, are you, do you have a second? You know, and you, <laughs> you would just say, yeah, go ahead. I have an update for you on, you know, something that's going on tomorrow or whatever. 
that's the kind of stuff. I mean, I still think we're kind of rinky dink. I mean, this, this home automation movement still kind of gadgety and gimmicky and poor, still kind of a poor experience at this point. Now I say that and it's not like, it's like Louis CK, that comedy routine. He's like, <laughs> you're in a chair flying through yeah. the sky. You know, you do you know the miracle that you are taking a part of, but Mike, I, you know, I don't know. I, sometimes I go, God, we could do so much better. Yeah, but I think for just the the average consumer, it was a great introduction. Yeah, no, right, right, on. Like, right on. And I think that's that's the way you got to do it. If if all of a sudden your computer was talking to you, yes, you and I would be super pumped. Like it's it's <laughs> it's proactively talking to me. The average person would be super freaked out. So uh, yeah, it's a good introduction. And it'd be so great. These companies were smart because, like we just said, it kind of prepped the people. And it these devices need to sell in order for these companies to be able to keep creating them so you prep them with this you get very used to talking to your device and then the masses are very ready for the next uh, iteration where it proactively talks to you so we'll see i i personally think that um the way that google is doing it having you know the flashing light like um if i see a flashing light on this thing i'm i'm asking what's up because mm-hmm. that's like you know 2001 stuff like you know, Dave, what's going on? Like, yeah. you know, that's you gotta the, be in the room. If it's, if you have one and it's in the basement and you're, you go upstairs to go to bed, you got to walk through that space. That's unless you've got a second one, I guess they would flash. On well, them, right. You know, we, we have, we have the one it's in our living room. That's where our front door is. So I'm going to see it if, if that happens. And I could see there being a scenario where I definitely don't want it to like n- know that I'm there and then talk to me. You know, like if if I'm carrying my son around and I want it to be quiet, like and then it like knows that I'm there and it starts yelling at me because I left it on eleven because I was listening to you know the sword or something, and then it's just like, hey, there's traffic. It's like, oh no, don't don't. Again, it should be smart enough, right? Like, yeah, hey, it don't see the baby. <laughs> well, or just be smart enough to know, hey, I'm going to do an alert. I know the last time you had this thing on, it was 11, but I'm going to come on at five because yeah. that's the right thing to do, you know? And if- yeah, that's that's one thing that I, I really kind of wonder about if, you know, if it could, you know, like listen to the microphone and just be like, you know, the room's really not that loud right now. Maybe I shouldn't be at 11 when, you know, I'm going to beep or whatever. Um so yeah, I mean it's definitely like having just separate volume for notifications and music would just solve that problem. But then I think it gets to the simplicity of the device where they're just yeah. like okay, you know, we want everything to be one thing because I have like three different volumes on my phone and then I can't figure out why something's <laughs> quiet and then like, you know, this app is blaring and everything else is on mute. <laughs> Yeah. And it's just like, no, I didn't, I didn't want everyone to hear like me firing up Hearthstone in the middle of work. Like that wasn't <laughs> good. I shouldn't have done that. Um, so yeah. So I understand the simplicity thing and, you know, I can, I can always play devil's advocate every time I hear uh, something that a tech company does. And it's just like, well, you know, that, that does sound horrible in your use case, but I understand why they did that. Yeah. It's a balance. Right. It's a balance between convenience and and functionality. And I would I w- I'm one of those guys. I would prefer that the sound resets to a reasonable volume and I'll turn it up if I 
and that would drive people nuts. I told you what level I want this at. Don't change yep. it, right? right? So it's that. Um, well, but this is an area where machine learning could help us, where mm-hmm. the the device, the database on us gets smarter, and it kind of knows if it's you're turning it up all the time. Well, should I just leave it turned up? And right. you say yes, and then boom, it's done, right? I mean. We could do this, man. I feel like I'm an like get off my lawn. I feel like I'm an old guy. <laughs> Again, it's give it a second. It's going future. to space. It's going to space. Yeah, it's going to space. Uh, the future is here, and you're just complaining about it, Collison. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, there's so much great stuff. Um, there's so much great stuff out there. That's. I mean, I just think we just got this new washer. And man, that thing sings and dances and does all kinds of cool. I mean, it's <laughs> it's pretty amazing uh, what it does, and and that's just a washing machine. And so, um, I think there's some some pretty cool stuff. Mark, anything else we missed uh, that you've been using that you want to you kind of want to talk about? Uh, we go through. I the mean, list. yeah, I I think so. I mean, just some of the like cool stuff is, you know, the. Uh, like I, I didn't talk about Chromecasts at all, hmm. uh, and the, just the idea that I can ask Google to play a show on my Chromecast, you know, on Netflix, like that is just that's cool to me. Like that I don't have to, you know, go to my phone and like cast something. I can just be like, "Hey, play this." Um, and then just even the idea of you know when it pops up, like, "Are you there?" You know, we've watched like thirty episodes of something, and then it's like, "Are you there?" Um, you can tell Google to play on the TV and it'll start that up again. You can tell Google to turn on the captions and it'll start it up. You can tell it to mute it. You can tell it to, you know, turn the volume up and down, like all those different things. And um, I just, I find that super, super cool. I also find it really cool that you can tell it to change your hue lights to different Crayola colors so like you can tell the lamp to change it to like burnt sienna or macaroni and cheese and it knows that that's a color and you know just all of those little things are just so cool to me that we just live in a world where I can tell a thing to make my lamp be macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. and it just understands like all the context behind that and the problem is, Mark, though, that stuff's so obscure. You don't know it unless you've read about it. It doesn't, yeah. again, it's not, you know, it's not intuitive enough. Like, I never would have thought I could have owned one of those things for a while. And I never would have thought, huh, I want my lights to be macaroni and cheese. Like, <laughs> but now that you know, thought. you're going to do it all the time. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. just not a thought. And unless you yeah. listen to a podcast like this, you don't know, right? I mean, the average consumer is not going to know for the most part. So they're, there almost needs to be some kind of, uh, you know, some kind of device or some kind of thing where it it highlights. You know, Siri did this for a while. Uh, your iPhone would do this. You'd get a new iPhone and it'd be like, it would you'd be giving. There was a tips app in there that would roll through every day. You'd get a new tip, right, Mike? I, I think I remember something like that, right? Am I? No, I don't think I had it. I think there's a tips app. Pretty well, maybe because you're you're the Apple guy. Maybe you're I probably just too deleted good it right when it happened. You're you're too good for the tips. You you know what you're doing. But I, I I'm pretty sure there's a tip app in there that would remind you. It's one of those things. If you're a new user, it would just be I'd be turned on by default. And I think every day you'd get a new tip. You kind of mark. You kind of need something like that because the changes are coming so fast. And it's right there. <laughs> there you go. It's still yeah. there. You're an Apple guy. 
Yeah, and you know, I I think about it, and I always uh, one of the things that I like recommend to people is uh, setting up you know a Logitech Harmony thing um, to control their TV, and whether you do that with a remote or you do that with the hub that I have that integrates with this, um, that piece of technology, if I wasn't who I was, would never get set up, right? Because it's just one of those things that is amazing once you set it up, but you're going to sit down for an hour or two and mess around with it in order to get it to do the things that you want. And then later on, when you add another piece of technology, you're just like, do I really want to go through that entire process again and make sure that it remembers to leave my HDMI switch on, which was a problem for a while. It was just like, oh, let me shut that off for you. And it's like, no, no, leave that on. And like nobody but somebody who troubleshoots stuff all the time is going to figure all this stuff out. Like my setup is pretty complicated and there's all kinds of wires. And like, if you saw the ceiling of my basement, you would be like, huh, that's a lot of wires. There's a lot of stuff going on here. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's a great piece of technology that is super complicated to set up. And it's one of those things you buy it as a gift for somebody you're going to their house to set it up or they will hate you forever. You're you're totally right. It's the equivalent of like a home media server and then whatever app you put on top to access it, right? Like guys like us, it is amazing. And I set it up for my parents and they're like, wow, this is freaking awesome. But I'm getting the calls of, hey, Plex isn't working right now. What's the issue? Okay, yeah. fire up TeamViewer, remote into their house, see what's going on with it. But like you just said, without someone that's a tinkerer and a problem solver, they're just not going to worry about it. But yep. once they do realize, like, oh, my gosh, it's amazing. So hopefully we get to the point that Jim was talking about where these things are just so intelligent that it really doesn't take much effort from the user. And I think we're getting there, but maybe just not quite yet. Well, it's the promise of machine learning, right? That's right. all I hear Microsoft say these days. AI and machine learning. Those are the – and we're going to fix this with AI and machine learning. Yeah. Um, it's like the business intelligence of 10 years ago. You know, yeah, and it – Emily just chimed in to say, uh, you know, I'm the one who has to make all this stuff work. Uh, you know, even like, you know, setting up all the podcasting stuff and, you know, figuring out like what the input's going to be, what, you know, what wire plugs into where. Like she's got a pretty good handle on it now with the mixer and all that stuff because um, she listens to you guys all the time. Uh, so, but it's still like, okay, you know, I have this tangle of cables plugged in. And then this USB extender is plugged into uh, that USB interface. And then like you have to unplug that one and then plug this one in. But you don't want to unplug that one. And then you got you know, can't put it into this USB hub because <laughs> right. it's a USB 3.0 hub. And then it, you know, it doesn't work because it, it has power to it, but it doesn't really understand that it has enough power. And then it has to go into the main computer and has to be on this one. <laughs> And then, you know, the other, uh, well, the, you know, which one am I going to unplug it? So I do that all the time. So right. I'm just like, I have all this stuff in my head. Yes, this has to be plugged into this exact place or it's going to break. Well, and it's so funny, like the, when you, like when you're a couple, which everyone is more technical, the other one ends up picking up a lot more than you realize. Mm -hmm. When I was down, uh, I was in Florida for work and our, I had just switched everything over to uh, running PFSense on a virtual machine. So our entire router, our entire internet in our house is based on a virtual machine. And I forgot to click the don't go to sleep button on the windows machine. So it would go <laughs> to sleep and the internet would go out. 
Hannah was able to go in and refire up a VM within all I had to do is just kind of tell her generally what we're doing. And I mean, I, it's not a super complicated task, but it's something she had definitely never done before. And just the stuff they pick up on is, is incredible. She's almost becoming just as proficient with this sort of stuff as I am. Yeah. Maybe like the networking and setting that sort of stuff up, but she, uh, we'll get a call from her mom, my mother-in-law. And usually she's calling me to ask for computer help. And Hannah can solve 95% of the problems just from being around me and, and kind of learning it as she goes. So it's a lot of fun. It's almost like, a, it's like a proud moment. It's like, you know, your kid when yeah. they do something really bad, like, oh, so proud of you. you did such a good job. <laughs> yeah. I think Emily knows how to do all this stuff. She just makes me do it. In, and anyway. I think that's what Hannah does. Too. <laughs> she could do it all. And she's just like, no, I'll just let Mike go. Or something like, yeah, we she, need something to do. We need to feel right? important. Right? We need to feel important. We they let us feel it. important. How nice of them. Right. Yes. It's yeah. we're just because we're just meatheads. That's all we are. That's all we are. We are just big. We served one task in their life and kicked it off. Yeah. You kicked it off. Full circle. Right. <laughs> full circle. We just kicked it off. That's all we do. Yep. So, so well, Mark, thanks for jumping in here tonight. And, uh, and we'll get you back on the show here every so often when you got something new to share with us. And I'm um, trying to schedule something with Emily as well. We want to do another combined story behind uh, Home, Home Gadget Geek show. So we got to get her. Thanks for helping her get all that podcasting stuff done. Her her podcast dynamite, man. I don't, do you know how, yeah. you know how good she is, right? I mean, she's- I do, I do. And I, you know, I'm going to say, um, I, I don't listen to her podcast and I have a reason for it. It's because I will find the one thing that is the tiniest thing that I wanted her to do differently. And then I'll say, Hey, you should have done this differently. And then she'll just want to rip my head off. So I just avoid it. But every time that she plays it, just like in the background or she's editing and I'm like sitting down and I'm just like, this is really good. And I tell people about it and I'm just like, seriously, like it's my wife and I'm going to come from that point of bias, but this is an amazing show and it's super interesting. And like, it's 10 minutes of your time. Like what, what are you, what else are you going to do with 10 minutes? Like you're driving somewhere. You cannot drive somewhere in less than 10 minutes. So just listen to my wife's show, just put it on and you'll, you'll be entertained for those 10 minutes. Yeah. It's called the story behind and you can just look that up in your podcast player. If you haven't done it yet, if you're home gadget geeks listener, load this one first thing, Monday morning, it's always, it's always there <laughs> for you on Monday. If you don't listen to it on the weekend, some people do. Uh, and then story behind right behind that. And, uh, and it's my, it's one of my go-tos. I do not stay far behind, uh, with it. And I have a few podcasts that I listen to Mike. I'm sure you do too, that are, I'm getting kind of into some shorter podcasts that got some really cool. There's a North Omaha history one that I've been listening to. And, and I still listen to long ones, but Mike, have you, have you caught on to any of the shorter Seven. There's one called Shots of History, which is all about the history of alcohol that I really enjoyed. But I was on them for a while, and then uh, I'll just throw in a plug. I've been like I told you, I think like a week ago or two weeks ago, I switched over to audiobooks. Like I've just been super. I, I go in phases, right? Books start to bore me because they're so long, so I switched to podcasts. There's a book out called American Kingpin. Um, can't remember the author's name written by a reporter. It's basically the story behind the guy who created the Silk Road. So if you're a tech guy oh, yeah. who kind of followed that, um, and if, if anyone is in the chat, I, I don't actually know the story behind the guy, so I don't know what happens to him. So don't ruin it for me. Cause I'm about three hours. No spoilers, no, no spoilers. but, um, it's written by a reporter. So it's very well written, a uh, very cool book about the whole Silk Road and the guy who created it and pretty fun. He dies at the end. 
No, I'm just kidding. I, <laughs> I think he does, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I don't know. I, I figured out something like that. It's it's the whole story that we get to, so it'll be it'll be good. Mark, I also have to make I have to make one more yeah. plug. Uh, yeah. I I want to say that uh, Emily's podcast was just uh, nominated for. Uh, an Academy of Podcasters Award in the history mm-hmm. category. And oh, wow. she's up against some really big podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think uh, You Must Remember This was on there. And, like, then I see my wife's wow. show with that. And I'm like, that's pretty incredible. Like, you know, that's no that's really, really cool. How so, do we help yeah, I just wanted to. Uh, I don't know if there's a vote or something. I, don't, I, don't I think there's think some there voting is. coming up. Yeah. Uh, well, vote time. for it then. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, if you don't listen to it, listen to it. That's what you should do. Uh, get that subscribed. Mark, do you have a, you have a favorite besides Emily's? Do you have a favorite podcast? Kind of your go-to? Um, Did we uh, lose him? Oh, hold on. Oh, we lost you for just a second. Start over. All right. Mark, you, am, I, am I here? You're back. Yep, okay. you're back. Yeah, we lost you for just a second. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, the West Wing Weekly. Okay. Um, and also uh, his other podcast, uh, Song Exploder, which is really incredible if you're a musician um even if you're not a musician just breaking down uh how a song is created um like he talked to rivers cuomo uh of weezer and he laid out how he writes his songs now and if you listen to it it just it, it blew me away because he has this book of like gibberish that he writes and then he like sings gibberish and then he like transposes it and then like he listens to a different song and then he like steals the chord progression and then like plays it in a different key and like he does all this super weird stuff where he just constructs songs from like nonsense and then like you know it turns into this song that is actually really good um and then it has other people on there uh you know like courtney barnett i don't know if you've ever heard of her but she's australian she's incredible and she has this one song that she talked about that really is just her talking about the story behind it. And, you know, that's another plug for my wife's podcast, but <laughs> wow, we can't get away from those. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's it. So cool. yeah, those, those are probably my favorites. Cool. Um, you know, there's a, so Lionel Richie in the, in the eighties sang that song, Penny Lover. And uh, you think, what, what, what's a penny lover? Well, it was just a, no, it was just two nonsense words. He put in the chorus until he, you know, because like you said, musicians will oftentimes put nonsense words in until they figure out what the words they want them to be. Well, that's what he put in there. And it he, he said, it sounded so good and we couldn't find another replacement for it. We just left it in. And uh, and so that's interesting to hear. You know, I haven't I haven't heard that uh, that technique in a long time. So that's that's pretty good. Mark, thanks for coming on. Tonight, being a part of what we do, uh, just a couple of reminders for everyone. Don't forget, next week, show is an hour later. So if you're going to come out and join us, 9 p.m. Central, Veronica Belmont is here to talk about bots. And we're pretty excited about that. If you're listening to the recorded version of this during the week, this would be the one week I don't ever beg you guys to come out on to, to come out live. I just don't. We have a great crew that comes out. There's uh, 10 or 15 of you every single week. I love the live guys. They're always out here. It's awesome on Thursday nights. If you could come out one night in the year, next next Thursday would be great. I just I really want Veronica to see how great the Home Gadget Geeks community is. So if you can make it Thursday night, 9 p.m. Central. Uh, so that's 10 Eastern, 7. Is that 7 Pacific? I think it is. Yes, 7 it Pacific. Is. 
Um, I'm super excited about this too, because bots is a huge part, a new part of what KPMG is doing. So my, my job in the next week is to figure out what I can and can't talk about uh, with our use of bots and see if we can talk about it because it's such a huge part of things now. So I'm super excited that I'm probably going to learn a lot too. And that's why I like being the co-host on this show is because I usually end up learning a lot of things. No, it's going to be great. So if you're a regular listener in the community, come and join us next week, 9, 9 p.m. for next week only. John Biggs, who's who's a big supporter in the community. Love John. First time on, and he's coming on to talk about Plex. And so the big announcement today around Plex of supporting the, the newest updates is going to support live TV, which is, for me, that's the first step in Windows Media Center gone out of the out of it, Sarah has been we has not been using Plex as much as I wanted to, but there's no reason to. She's still been using Windows Media Center. I've been on Plex now for a year of Plex Pass, those kinds of things. Um, but uh, John's going to come on. We're going to talk uh, among other things. There's a lot of good stuff we're going to talk about. But John's coming on the week after. That would be the week of the 22nd to talk about that. And then we've restacked Aaron Lawrence uh, to come back on right after that. So boom, boom, boom. Three three shows right in a row. Aaron, uh, we couldn't get to all the material Aaron had, and man, she's doing some dynamite work. So you're going to want to come back uh, for those two shows. We have a new, we'll have it, Mike, we're going to have a new little kind of fill-in guest host for you as well. So for those oh, cool. of you who can remember Shauna Dorsey, she came on, we had her on as a guest. Uh, well, she's going to come on and kind of, we're going to try her out in your, in your shoes. I think she's set for the 22nd when Aaron comes on. So the guys will be outnumbered in the seats. Like, oh, man. Two girls. I can't say it that way. So, <laughs> so I, it, I, I hope I stop myself in time. So uh, it's, I'm going to be outnumbered. I'm a little embarrassed, actually, by saying that. Um, uh, we'll have Sean on. She's dynamite. She's going to ask some great questions. We'll have Aaron back. So we got three great weeks to join us live. We'd love to have you come out here. Uh, and be a part of it. Remember, if you want to support the show, best way to do that is through the Patreon link or through the Amazon link, both on the front page. Love to have you do that. We have been providing uh, the pre and post show. I just did it to our Patreon supporters. So if you are, if you're interested in getting the pre and the post show, uh, there's our video on YouTube. If you've got other ways you want to get them done, let me know. If you want the audio only version, I guess I'll have to figure out how to do that. Maybe make an RSS feed off of, oh, maybe on Mediafire and create a, I'm wearing the Mediafire uh, shirt tonight. Maybe we can create a new audio feed. It's another five minutes worth of work. It's not that big of a deal, but let me know. For now, our Patreon supporters get it, and uh, you can get it for one buck. If you just come in one buck a month, great to have you in a support. We appreciate all the supporters that are out there doing it. You guys know who you are. We've read that list before, and uh, thanks for what you do, guys, on uh, on Patreon. So we appreciate it. Of course, you can always give us feedback. If you want to hear something, you got somebody that you want to have on the show, just let me know. Uh, Mark, you're on the show because Emily was like, Hey, we got to get Mark on the show. Yeah. So uh, we have Emily. We appreciate you and getting getting Mark on here. Um, and so send me an email, Jim at theaverageguy.tv. That's probably the best way to do it. And then of course, theaverageguy.tv platform, both web and media hosting, powered by Maple Grove Partners. And I got a chance to meet Gary live in the flesh. First time Gary Johnson that I met him uh, personally. It was great to to meet him out there at the University of Maryland and see Christian graduate a week and a half ago. Um, was that a week and a half? Yeah, uh, a week a week ago last Monday, and uh, and so Christian is now done. He's full time at Amazon and uh, working uh, his stuff at uh, Maple Grove Partners. So, if you want plans to start as as low as ten dollars a month for great hosting, head out to maplegrovepartners.com. Uh, and then don't forget, you can download the app HomeGadgetGeeks.com. We thank LastPass for their sponsorship of that. We're going to get Amber back here in July. 
hear what's going on at LastPass, and we're excited for that. Somebody, I forget where I read it, I think it was Drashna posted in the Facebook group that apparently LastPass snuck in a little backup in the end of there so you can kind of back your stuff up there. I don't, I didn't dig into it, but I, I'm pretty sure that was Drashna who talked about that. Um, he's not, he's missing tonight. I wonder where he's at. I hope he's all right. Um, so, uh, LastPass continues to do great stuff out there, and we thank LastPass for their sponsor. I was just thinking today, I was like, you know, it's an annual thing, and I'm like, right. ah, when's the last time I? <laughs> I could probably be talking about them for five years and uh, and not uh, and not take their uh, take their payment. So yeah, Mark says it was Drashness. So um, I need to go out and check that out. Do the LastPass, Mike. LastPass is one of those things I just kind of set and forget. Me too. Super handy today. I opened a new account somewhere, and it just prompted me, like. Hey, you want to save this thing? Yes, please. Yep. That's helpful. Like, that's helpful. That's helpful stuff. It's the apps you don't think about but use every day but forget you use them every day that are the most beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Or And that's one of them. Like, when I set up – yeah, totally. When I set up a new account and it says, do you want me to save this login information? I say yes, especially if I right. created a really complex password the first time. But when I go to any site and I just am able to click log in, I don't think that it's, you know, you forget it's LastPass plugging that in. And it is. Right. No, right on. Super convenient. So we thank LastPass for their sponsorship uh, here at Home Gadget Geeks. We're live every Thursday except next week. One hour. The good news is it's like daylight saving time that like if you're early, you're not late next week. So if you come early, hang out. I'll do I'll be in a I'll be here at eight in case just in case you guys show up and we'll do a little pre-show with that. But we will go live at nine PM. We're excited to have Veronica on here and we ask you guys to come out as well. Eight PM Central, nine Eastern, out at the average guy.tv forward slash live every week. Stay around for the post show. With that, we'll say goodnight, everybody.